0: It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go.
1: Alex. Honestly, here's here's what I'm gonna say, Alex. I'm gonna say that you know you're back on the podcast, and yeah, okay, you're a celebrity. All right, we get it. You, you, you <laughs> won all the awards. <laughs> Super famous. At how Colton. we started this and podcast with a bang. Here's here's what I want to say, Alex. Um, you know, you never talk to me anymore, and all I want to <laughs> say is that I want you to be a little bit kind- kinder to me. Um, and we have Mike and Darren from Morrison on here. We're going to drink their fantastic whiskey. We're going to drink your fantastic whiskey as well, Alex, and we're we're going to have a good time. But all I want to say is this. I missed you. I'm glad you're on the podcast, but just be a little nicer. That's all I'm saying. I look through my DMs all the time and I get a lot of them. And <laughs> I'm always like, Alex, I hope you're here. I hope you're here. And there's never one. And it's okay. I know you're busy, but you know it's great to see you, Alex, Mike, and Darren. Um, it's great to meet you guys. You guys sent us four <laughs> bottles of of your whiskey that we're gonna drink.
0: And, and I want Alex you, is guys, instantly regretting this right now. I,
1: I want you guys uh, to uh, to explain, you know, who you are, what you're about, because uh, you'll do it a lot better than I can.
2: <laughs> no worries, but. Um... I love the little intro there. And Alex, um, yeah, he's got a fair point too. So um, you be kind, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, mate. <laughs> look yeah. after you, brother. Oh, yes. um, <laughs> look, um, yeah, no, first of all, thank you for allowing us to come on. I think um, we follow your podcast and uh, Alex introduced uh, us to Bourbon with Friends and um, yeah, obviously very entertaining to say the least. Um, I'm just the
3: facilitator <laughs> here. That's it. I'm just the facilitator. Yeah, so
2: you get into trouble. It's all Alex's fault. But um, <laughs> really quickly, um, to give you That's just how a lot of video. our
0: lives on Instagrams have gone too. So it's
2: a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but we've um, yeah. So thank you. I'm Mike. So I work for Morris. I work in the marketing team for for Morris Whiskey, and we've got Darren ahead. to still up. Who's actually down at our uh, distillery down in Rutherglen, Victoria, which is very regional. So the reception's always not perfect down there. So if he drops out. It's uh, we can blame it on the country. Um, but look, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so look, yeah, we obviously thanks again for letting us um, join you, your show. Um, Morris is relatively a new whiskey from Australia, but also quite an old whiskey. So we can go in a little bit about the story, but. Um, We've just recently launched in the states too, so it's great timing to be able to talk to to you guys about our whiskey and your listeners. And we're in about 11 different states um, now. We launched last year, so ideally, you know, th- th- you'll be able to get some of our whiskies over there. So, um, really quickly, Morris Whiskey is uh, it's we we started uh, making whiskey in about 2017, so relatively new. But the brand itself, Morris, has been making fortified wine since 1859. So fortified wine is ports and sherries and and those types of products. So it's one of Australia's oldest winemakers um, and probably the most awarded winemakers in fortified wine. So we've got a great heritage of winemaking um, in terms of uh, barrel aging, really um, a lot of knowledge around how to create flavour and how that flavour from the wine barrels imparts into our whiskey. Um, and the, the cool thing is we've been working with the Morris family, so six generations since 1859. It was uh, the brand started in 1859 when George Morris sold his horse to fund a winery. Um, we still work with six generation um, family now, so they're still in the winery making wine, ports and cherries and, and so forth. And Darren works pretty much next to them every day. So it's a pretty cool little story, and the fact that we have access to some of these wine barrels—some of those barrels are over a hundred years of age—is um, so, is really cool as well. So, that's awesome. um, yeah, you could imagine some of the flavors, and some—it's a real nice story of bringing these really ancient crafts in winemaking and fusing it together with modern whiskey making. Mm. And probably the only other thing I'll say that's quite unique about our story is that. We still in a hybrid copper pot still that was installed in the 1930s. And the still was originally installed to make... Wow, the so it's the same
0: age key. as Alex. That's amazing. Yeah, there you go,
2: Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's um yeah quite a unique still. So it's been around since the 30s and we modified it in about 2016 to start making single malt whiskey. And um, nowhere else in the world can really... Talk to that story and particularly the the history of the wine making and all our whiskey uses our own barrels, so it's a very. Whereas other whiskey um, makers might actually bring in wine barrels or or kind of finishing barrels, everything is 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 done in
0: house. It's awesome. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty cool story and and look, we're we're looking to take this kind of idea of a new generation of Australian whiskey to the world. There's a few Australian whiskies that um, and I might let even Alex. I mean, Alex knows the Australian market for whiskey very, very well. And it's really changed over the last five to 10 Alex years. Alex drinks
0: Jack Daniels. She doesn't know shit.
3: Even <laughs> <laughs> coming. My turn to talk. I, will love, come. I love how Connor's
0: just sitting over here, just be like, you think this is good? Just wait till it's my turn. <laughs> that little grin on his face. He doesn't grin like that until there's just singers coming. So you just better buckle up. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, that's how Alex and I sort of we met along along the way in terms of Alex has obviously got a great passion for, for Australian whiskey and it's pretty a new industry, isn't it, really, uh, Alex? Only in the last 20 or 30 years we're, we're making whiskey.
3: Yeah, 35 years. Oh, there you go, 35
1: yeah. years. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, Alex, Alex is a big deal in Australia, whiskey. She can, she can
0: never return her friends DMs.
4: <laughs> no. Never. Very busy.
0: Never. Oh fuck. All right. I thought you guys were engaged at one point. Like there was a proposal on a live, it is shared. Alex said yes, and now she doesn't even return cottage. Actually that that's very much like they're already married. So congratulations,
3: <laughs> well, my... you're
0: getting you're getting uh full. I never full I never got
3: the that. ring in the post, so
0: actually um... he said he wanted to go to Australia and take you on a proper date and do it on the beach and you never never gave him a name <laughs> for that to happen. <laughs>
3: Oh, shit. Any- <laughs> <laughs> we haven't one even started so common- yet. <laughs> one of the common themes I've seen in all of, um, I'm going to call it our bullshit, which is our podcasts, our lives that I've done with you guys, is how do we get Australian whiskey? And what was super exciting is when I found out that Morris was over and distributing in the States, one of the first things I did was contact call and go i'll contact mike and go right we need to get some whiskey over to these guys so yeah. um i believe you got four bottles sent over of some really exciting stuff here look we're gonna like i'll cuddle with them real quick and
0: you
2: can hey, have you drank much <laughs> you guys know much about australian whiskey have you drank well oh, i've looks... had
0: one sample of australian whiskey before here you go there you, look at this well, that's got the smoke one there you yeah, go that's the one i'm looking
2: for. so what what but would you gotta put them back in order so Starwood you are probably familiar yeah, that's with that Starwood, brand. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. yeah
2: they're probably I mean similar space to us in terms of pricing and single malt. Um, they probably have a bit more of a a new age kind of vibe going on. Uh they're out of sort of um out of the city of Melbourne, uh where we're kind of more rural. So we we're based out kind of in the in the country uh in the wine regions as well. So Quite a different, yeah, different kind of positioning we have with those guys, but I would say Starwood are the ones who have really pioneered Australian whiskey, and there's a there's a lot of other craft players that sit behind uh, behind Starwood as well. So really thriving kind of local market, but we haven't really cracked the States and, yeah, I mean, obviously you guys are spoiled for choice in Kentucky and, and the States with all your bourbons. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to
0: see what you feel like or what you think of these Australian whiskies.
2: Mike. Should we crack one? No, we
0: haven't. We haven't. We haven't let Darren talk yet. But I, I already yeah. cracked yeah. and poured. I have cracked, poured, nosed, and tasted.
4: <laughs> I, I, I wait for the accent. It. Yeah. You see, so no, wait I, for the accent, so Darren. Yeah, I'll let you go, Darren. When I talk, if anybody needs a translator, I will stop, and we, we can get it translated <laughs> if they want. If they want me to talk real proper, I could talk like that. But
3: <laughs> so it's safe to say, Darren, you're you, not from Australia.
4: Not from Australia. No, I, I you actually, thinking? I actually thought I was blending in quite well um, no, <laughs> by being silent. By <laughs> being like, silent. Are you Irish? Listen, No, Northern English. Are you Irish? Northern English, but I lived in Ireland. Like where for, uh, Yorkshire. So a place called Leeds in England, oh, okay. Yorkshire and then i spent gotcha. 10 years 10 years in ireland 3 years in the states um did a lot of work down in africa russia uh, did some work in south america so my accent is absolutely all over the place
0: yeah <laughs> I, I could see irish almost like a little bit of southern scotland northern england uh, but like yeah. you it's a little bit of the twangy of ireland you get in there but you you say things that remind me of scotland and also england so which is yeah. fine mate I've been there I've been to the UK 25 times I'm going again in like and going again in 8 eight or 9 days I won't oh, need a translator Connor might need one
4: but that, <laughs> that's
0: excellent right, are, are um, we
3: cracking the signature guys yeah, yeah so I we already did the I, we're oh, cracking right. the
0: signature I've already cracked it smoked nosed it and drank it and I hate all of you because now I have to buy more whiskey
3: <laughs> excellent <laughs> Darren so, do you want to take us through the signature Yes, yeah, shit is delicious <laughs>
4: So as Mike said, yeah. about 2016, we the, the Morris Winery was um, up for sale because it was going to be closed down and we saved it. And we got down there and we found all these excellent barrels for uh, making making whiskey, which had been used for making fortified wine. What we did is we employed a couple of experts and we brought a barrel expert over from Scotland who helped us Rejuvenate French and American uh, whiskey barrel, uh wine barrels into whiskey barrels, and we started distilling on the 1933 hybrid pot still. Now I'm very lucky. This was the reason I actually was in Australia was it was my last inhabited continent I had not made booze on. So I still haven't made booze on Antarctica, but I've got people slightly drunk everywhere else in the world.
0: If you, so, I'm going to tell you right now. Antarctica whiskey would sell for some freaking dollars. Let me tell you that. That yeah, space whiskey's it, going for like seventy-five K. Jesus.
4: That's what we that's need. Good. Plenty of ice Antarctica really is too. number
0: one on my bucket list, by the way.
4: Yes. It's my 60th birthday. I've been promised to go there with an own brew kit. And then I can say <laughs> I've brewed in Antarctica.
3: Hell yes, <laughs> that's really
0: cool. Save me a sample, please. Well, so Darren,
3: <laughs> talk talk to me talk to us about Where you've made booze and who you've made booze for and what your background is in booze,
4: okay? And getting people drunk. I've literally made booze. Like I said, every continent. Um, I've worked for some of the biggest in the world, and some of the smallest in the world. I spent three years troubleshooting distilleries and breweries all over Russia, Africa, Um, everything Sub-Saharan. People don't realize everything Sub-Saharan in Africa is very Christian, so drink a lot of booze. Mm. Um, South yes. America, uh did Venezuela, which was interesting to say the least. So yeah, I've been in some strange places making lots of different alcohols. One I have never worked on probably now is still tequila. That's the one I haven't made. But most That's other all right. things I had to go at. <laughs> so right. yeah, but most other things, wine, beer, uh whiskeys Bourbons, you'll name it, I've worked on them.
0: Alex, if you that country song didn't play in your brain, I'm very disappointed because it definitely started playing in mine. Little Big Town just started playing when he said it. The wine, the beer, the whiskey.
3: <laughs> no, he said tequila and I was I went straight to tequila makes her clothes fall off. because so.
0: well, 'cause you're a pervert and it makes your clothes fall off.
4: So. <laughs> So, so, yeah, i don't know
0: i don't know that from experience i just know that from the live shut off when her top started coming off We're like damn it i'm no, just kidding God, that, that never happened it never happened it was just connor's dreams anyway these are this is amazing i really like this uh so, it's 88 proof and i'm actually really I, i'm excited i'm not drinking 140 proof again yeah because i think i would That's die it. if i had to drink a whole nother like four or five this is delicious i okay. really like this and to be honest with you if you blind tasted this with something that's good from Scotland, i I don't think you would know that this isn't scotch. And I, that's, I think this is a very good, good representation of of that,
4: and that's strange because although we brought a expert down from Scotland and I worked with him closely on the recipes, et etc, to start with. the barrel maturation was done in all these barrels. It then comes out, and I bat it together. And I've added this one together because I quite like easy-to-drink whiskey as well as yeah. some challenge. So you want something you can actually sip, which doesn't beat you up on the way down sometimes. Yeah. And, it, and this is we didn't ever, though – sorry, Mike. We didn't ever, awesome. though, aim to make a Scotch whiskey. It just tastes excellent. We wanted to be – It tastes
0: like a blended Scotch, not a straight single malt. It tastes like a blend.
4: Yeah, right. Yeah. We wanted and to be –
2: I was just going to say, it's definitely what we, we made it to what Darren was saying more approachable. Like, this is like in, in terms of pricing, it's just sub $60 US. But going back to the difference between Australia and Scotland, I mean, this is, we, we don't have an age statement, but this is about three to five years old. But the temperatures that where Darren's based down in Rutherglen, we get, you know, I think like 114 degrees Fahrenheit in summer down to almost sub. You know, and zero. That's
4: to about twenty-eight.
2: Yeah, there you go. So it, the the fluctuations in temperature, you get a lot of aging, a lot of the sort of interaction with the wood. So you get a, a lot of the more of a mature spirit a lot quicker than say in Scotland, where you have quite mild temperatures. So it, 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 you do get a lot of flavour in a shorter amount of time in some of these Australian whiskies. We've so talked about
3: like- that previously. <laughs> Um, yeah. on the podcast, that Australia yeah. seems to be able to age um, a lot quicker purely because of that expansion of temperatures. Um, yeah. that you do get that interaction with the wood that can, yeah. we can be producing um, whiskies just as good as far as I see, like 12 year olds, uh, in three to five years. Yeah. So, um, that, with this whiskey, I actually think it is more of an old world style whiskey rather than a lot of Australian whiskies that are coming out that are super new world. I know Dominic Roscoe coined that new world, old world whiskey term, um, but I consider this more old world whiskey. And I do put that down to, I think, I think it's literally the maturations in the casks that we have um, because Morris has this amazing access to these fortified barrels that are older, that are that have actually had the time um, in these conditions that we are sort of accessing history that we don't have a lot here in Australia. So that's where I think that this comes in as more old world whiskey than new world, say like Starwood, um, which is using Australian wine barrels rather than fortifieds. Um, Mm -hmm. You're actually seeing more of that old world flavour profile, which is where you brought in the Scotch style, Paul, Mm -hmm. that I think that you're getting a lot more of that old world feeling.
0: Yeah, that's it definitely tastes it, it tastes a lot like a lowland almost, like a lowland yeah. Scotch.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, that's good a call. great compliment that you're comparing us to Scotch. We we I literally set off. I just wanted to be the best Australian I could be. And That's turned out to be quite a Scotch like the best
0: Australian, Northern England, (laughs) Irish, African. Soon to be
3: Antarctica. (laughs) Soon to be Antarctica
0: (laughs) Antarctican that you could be, right? Best you might hold a record, mate, for the most places making whiskey though. I don't know. (laughs) What do you think, Connor? Guinness book of world records.
4: (laughs) I worked for them once.
3: You've got an E, mate. (laughs) Connor?
1: It's fantastic. I love it. It does, I thought, same as Paul, it did remind me of a scotch uh, Mm -hmm. in a certain way. There was some scotches we drank while in Isla that had a little subtle smokiness but were we more delicate in nature, not, not overpowering with a, with a smoke. And it, this kind of reminds me more of that, of like, yeah. because I do get an, like a, <clears throat> like a, a, throughout the entire palette, like a little bit of a subtle smoky smokiness um, that's present throughout the entire, the entire thing. And it just brought me back as soon as I, as I sipped it for the first time to sitting in Isla you know, looking and looking, you know, over the ocean and, and drinking, drink, drinking some Isla scotch. So it's it's not necessarily a smoky whiskey, but it did bring me back there immediately. So I agree with Paul when he said that. Um, but it's, 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 I wasn't sure what to expect. And I think that, like, if you were to tell me, if you were to tell me a, a whiskey, like, what would a whiskey taste like that's aged, you know, in wine casks? And this, like, this is, on the nose of of what of what of what I would expect. Mm.
3: There's zero peat in it, though. I need to make that yeah. clear for any mm. of the Americans out there that are anti-peat. When we talk smokiness, mm. um, it's it's definitely not a peated whiskey.
4: Mm. Yeah, but you, so.
2: you're right, though, Connor. In, in all our whiskies, there is a subtle, uh, like sort of charcoal, sort of uh, smokiness to it. But it's really subtle. Particularly on this one, it's subtle. I'm, I'm surprised you picked it up. But then. And some of the other ones, you'll pick it up even more so. But it is, yeah, we feel that yeah, that kind of gives it a bit of body to it as well and, and just, yeah, a little bit
4: more, more to uh, it. And it's it than a trait coming from the casks and with the casks yeah. being done in-house through the Cooperage, we get them very, very yeah. fresh. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we have our own in Cooper, so he repurposed all our barrels. So we have, yeah, a specific toasting regime to help, you know, the, get the right optimal kind of level of char for, for aging in these conditions. So yeah, there's a bit of science behind it as well. Obviously it's not just um, um yeah, random cast selection. I just throw it together, really?
4: <laughs> I let Darren do all that shit. Though. I don't I <laughs> don't Yeah. <laughs> mate mate my... it, you just sign a piece of paper and it's done. Just, uh, just make it taste good.
2: Just make it taste fucking good.
4: <laughs> That's
3: it. That was... Oh you dropped the first F bomb Mike. <laughs>
2: Oh,
3: sorry! <laughs> it's free Fuck, for all so now, guys. Yeah, let's
1: go. Yeah. The brand
2: yeah. guy said it, so anyone yeah, yeah, can brand. say it now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, what's
3: what's the next one we're having, Darren?
4: Well, next one, I thought we'd move on to the musket because that again is available in the US. So, what I actually do with the musket is you've got the signature, which has been vatted together. Now, I use the term vatted because obviously it's not single casts, but it's not a blend. So it's casks put together, which gives us the overall whiskey for that first signature. I then take that whiskey at its finished age, and I put it back into musket cask. So for information, musket is a fortified wine. It's made from the brown musket grape, and it's been made in Australia really since the first days, 1800s onwards. What? It's actually our wine here. Uh, We've got a fabulous winemaker down here, and we've actually won best in the world. Now, that wine can stay in these casks for 20, 30, 40 years. We've actually got some wine which was put in the casks in the 1930s. So before the war, this wine was made and put into casks. Damn. So you can imagine those casks have taken all that flavour. We put this whiskey back into those casks and we leave it to uh, finish. And what you'll find on the musket is it's picked up some of those flavours. So that signature has rounded a little bit more. It's picked up some dried fruit. It's picked up um, a little bit of prunes, a little bit of sultana. It's picked up a little bit of oakiness. And what you actually will find is if you taste the musket wine, They've, a lot of people describe it as Christmas cake in a glass, so it's literally like drinking Christmas cake. And those flavors have come out of the wood back into that spirit because of our temperatures.
1: So what, what I was going to say, of- what, no, well, actually, you say yours first of all, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if we are thinking
0: the same wavelength. What this reminds me of is a Bunnahaven finished barrel. No, that's not what I was thinking of, but I can
1: see <laughs> what you're. <laughs> I can see what you're thinking of though, because I remember drinking that. The one that Uh, finished in their
0: uh, port barrel.
1: Yeah. I remember drinking that was a day. That was that was a day. Um (laughs) this reminds me, and this is gonna be a on
3: my bonahabin that was from the distillery. Go on.
1: Uh this is a high compliment. Paul knows this because this is one of my favorite whiskeys. This reminds me of like a, a little bit of a less spicy, almost intensified fruit. Midwinter Night's Dram, which is distilled by High West Distillery in Park City, Utah, which is probably like top five favorite whiskeys for me. It's a rye whiskey, and this yep. this brings out more of the of the dark dried fruit molasses molasses flavors, but mm-hmm. kind of yields back on a little bit of the spice of, of that rye spice. And it's like, wow!
3: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> wow! <laughs>
2: is it like, the signature, yeah the signature is kind of more the you yeah. know the everyday drinking one where this one is probably a little bit you know after dinner or you know not as not as uh, as much for the week but it's still it's priced around 89 dollars us this one it's available in
0: the u.s oh the next cold because we have like a few cold days left the yep. next cold day this is going with a fire and a cigar
2: <laughs> this is yeah, yeah this is sure. great you know sitting around a fire i think um yeah, for us, I mean, it's not too hot either. It's only 88. Um, oh, sorry. This one is 96 um, proof. 90, yeah. So it's not as, there's still not as hot as some of the single barrel stuff. It sounds like you've been drinking today, but I think you you get a lot. <laughs> don't worry. It's still
0: in my belly, though.
3: <laughs> oh, you just got called out, boys. Oh, oh, dear, oh dude, God. Um, <laughs> did, I, did I get called I, out? Yeah. I,
0: don't think I got called out.
3: Yeah, back to back podcast, mate. You were drinking. I know, I didn't know. Oh,
0: yeah. we're
3: oh, my God.
0: I'm just drinking. The, the, <laughs> I have the seventh, eighth, ninth, or wait a minute, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth bottles over here that I got for free that I'm drinking on a podcast. Oh, my God. It's,
2: it's their job. Yeah, I get it. You know? <laughs> You're working hard today. But, is, it um,
3: job, <laughs> is, it. is it a job, though? Drinking is never a job. Drinking is never Sometimes
0: a job. it is. I won't lie. <laughs> It, when it when we were doing the barrel pick, some of it felt like work because when we did yeah. two barrel picks in two days, all at barrel strength, it, it felt like work. Connor went to bed at like nine thirty.
3: How was the how was the reflux the next day?
0: I, come on, we don't have a gag reflex. Oh, never mind. <laughs> You're no reflux. About acid reflux. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, no, that was fine too.
2: <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> His,
1: oh, me. So I had I had. I mean you would have known this if you if you had answered my dm but um I had a, a a bit of a tummy issue a few weeks ago and I had to stop taking my metamucil right which I don't know if you'll have metamucil in Australia but it's basically a fiber yeah. so.
3: This is yeah. this is an ongoing joke with
1: the global with everything. Yep. yeah, yeah
3: actually, and I had, had to stop re- taking it. Metamucil
0: to sponsor us
3: Yeah
1: I had to stop taking it because I I had a, I think I had a stomach bug bad bad tummy aches and uh and I, I was I was expecting to uh, to not be not uh, to be struggling in Colorado, but no, I was fine. So to answer your acid reflux question, negative. But I also disagree with Paul. And never at one second felt like it felt like work at all. <laughs> not to me. At least. <laughs> it's because you went to bed some at thirty.
3: Some of the spirits judging I've done. You've had like eighty spirits lined up in front of you. And that's where it gets a little bit like I can't I can't do anymore and especially if yeah. you end up in the cast strength category, which is something that I always opt out for. like it's like I'll do it, but I pr- prefer not Chicken to go shit. cast strength. Early. No, come on. I think as you and I've had this fight before, um the cast strength category for me, your palate is fucking done after yeah. like 15 20.
0: it's, it's torched.
3: It yeah. is. so. Yeah. I don't like,
0: um, nights like tonight are bad because now I just want to go outside and just drink until like
3: <laughs> 1 a.m.
0: And I'm like, it's Monday, guys. What the fuck are you? We I can't do that.
4: Yeah. The, the and, oddest um, thing, in- sorry, the hardest thing I ever did, you've just mentioned it when you said you were going to have a cigar without whiskey. And as a reformed smoker, who knows if I have one, one smoke, I will be smoking 50 a day again. <laughs> I had to do a cigar and whiskey tasting. Tasting, yeah, yeah. in Atlanta last. And the smoke was down here somewhere around my head. And if somebody had offered me a cigar at that point, I would have eaten it. Never <laughs> mind, <laughs> smoked it.
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys do your whiskey cigar tastings pretty well. That's. Uh...
0: I love cigars with whiskey. <laughs> I don't smoke except when I drink whiskey. No.
4: if I had a <laughs> cigar, I, I would be back on the cigarettes.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love I love cigars um I think they are one of the greatest pairings apart from like chocolate and cheese with whiskey cigars are phenomenal with whiskey so
0: you know what else goes so, really good with whiskey answering Connor's dms <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, and the bourbon ball yeah
0: yeah well that too so that way co- co- you're the only date Connor said he's ever wanted to take to the bourbon ball
2: you're lucky girl
3: you are I'm so
0: lucky. <laughs> oh dear. He just said he just wants to take his princess to a ball. <laughs>
3: queen. Thank you. Queen. Yeah, when well, <laughs> you see that this. then I think of
0: Queen Latifa, and then I just don't see you and Queen Latifa yes. being like driving <laughs> very well.
3: Oh dear. So has the whiskey made
0: princesses way better than the evil queens, all right? <laughs> oh dear.
3: Um, one of the first things you notice when you pour this whiskey in the glass but compared to the signature, is the viscosity of it. Yeah. um it is there's, instantly there's those thicker. Big fucking words oh
0: sorry
3: I thought this was a whiskey podcast
0: it is no I don't I actually don't disagree with you it it's it's definitely got more of a full mouthfeel than a, than the other one i think the, mm-hmm. the 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 signature is more crisp and this one's definitely more uh, it's more oh. of an oily whiskey yes
2: mm-hmm. yeah that yeah yeah I mean the age of the musket barrels it's up to twenty years old these musket barrels that have been finished in so you yeah you've got a lot higher density of sugar and and some of those real raisin notes it's yeah the fruit notes as well so the color as well if you compare the color between the two um a lot more sort of golden brassy sort of tones to it than signature
4: one of the interesting things is as well when you make a fortified wine you're not actually allowed to add sugar so all the sugar in a fortified wine comes from the grape in the year of harvest. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about that wine being there for twenty years, that if we've got twenty year old stock today, that grape and sugar grow in twenty twenty. Yeah. So Can we- two, sorry, two thousand. So two thousand. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand. Two
1: thousand three. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing the smoked musket next, right? That's the next one? No, Torquay. No, Man. We'll do this one next. Okay. So this
2: one, it's not available in the U.S. We're trying to get our importer to uh, agree to send it over. So this one is a an exclusive that we did uh, in Australia last year. Um, it sold out almost immediately. It won double gold at San Fran. It's won a couple of other... Um, was he to, only
4: non-scotch to win the Masters? As- yeah, won a Masters
2: at the World Whiskey Awards as well. Oh, so here we nobody go. Wants I- to,
0: nobody wants to know what I'm getting on the nose on this.
3: So this one, if you she know laugh. what.
0: <laughs> Should chicken we ask nuggets. You?
3: No. Oh, what? <laughs> it's
4: a, it's a, it's a, I don't a,
0: know
3: if I'm Now, we know spat. how much I love chicken nuggets, so I'm a, I'm, I'm a chicken spat. nuggets connoisseur.
0: Listen, I don't know if I'm just fat and fucking hungry right now, but I don't know why I get like a faint hint of chicken nuggets. Did
2: you wash your glass?
0: No, this is, a, this, is a, this is a fresh one, mate. It's fresh.
3: I absolutely um, get zero chicken nuggets. I'll let well,
0: Darren talk a about co- connoisseur.
3: I'll let I Darren
2: talk about the whiskey, but Tokay is a traditionally a Hungarian um, uh, Fuck, sort of man. sweet dessert wine. Um, and we make our own tokay here in Australia. So all these whiskies have been barrelled in Morris tokay barrels. Um, and, Darren, I mean, if you want to tell the guys kind of how you came up with this one and, and what you're picking yeah. up on the numbers. And,
3: this is my favourite,
4: by the way. So Muscat, obviously, as I explained, was a fortified wine made from about muscat grapes. This one is actually made from a grape called the Muscadelle, So it's a little bit finer. It's actually a white wine grape. So you get a white fortified wine which actually isn't white by time it's aged for 20 years in a barrel but it is actually a white wine so the flavors are a little bit more delicate so what I actually did here is when I was batting the whiskies together I looked for some really fine spirits so that those muscadel notes can show through the spirit and we Left it in the toque barrels and we kept sampling it, and it just came together really nicely. Sometimes, sometimes you just have happy things happen, and this this was one of those happy things. <laughs> I love that.
3: Love, that love happy accidents. <laughs>
4: like yeah.
0: Alex replying to Connor's DMs. All oh,
3: right, yeah, happy accidents. Give it a rest. <laughs> yes, I just power slid into his DMs just then, and he hasn't even responded to me. So, come on.
0: Just now That's we're fine. on a show, Alex. Professional. Ahead, so,
4: yeah, a little bit wider, <laughs> a little bit smoother. Somewhere between, I always say it's somewhere between the signature and the musket. But you've got those sweeter flavors.
0: This one's definitely smokier to me. It's definitely got a little bit more. more So, you would think, you could think that this is a, a peated whiskey. You reckon it's got you could you could go on a light light peat, very lightly peated, because it's got a smoky flavor to it.
3: What I love is the change in terminology. Instead of smokiness, like uh, leather and tobacco, is more of a um, a flavor profile of it, if that makes sense. Because that's where I mean, this is super sweet to me. Um, Mm. No, it's very
0: good. I well, I think peated whiskey is sweet now, so (laughs) that's also.
4: Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I definitely get it. Mortal it's definitely more. guys.
0: It could,
4: <laughs> it could be simply because I've picked the finer spirits or the muscadelle notes from the Tokay show through. That the jar from the Babel is showing a little yeah. bit
0: more, Yeah. It, it's yeah, not it's heavy. It's not like a normal peated scotch. But if you let, yeah. let me rephrase that if you had someone who was drinking this and maybe didn't drink a lot of smoky whiskey, they might think that this is a peated scotch. It doesn't hit you, it's not overpowering, yeah. but there is a smoky element to it, but it is very good.
4: Yeah. It's not one hey, of the what? heavily peated eyelids.
3: Right no. now, I want you to go get a peated off your back bar and compare it, and there'll be, like, zero peat in it, as far as I'm concerned, Paul. <laughs> Do
0: you want me to just open something, because it's the closest thing that I have?
3: But more's mm-hmm. like, not heavily peated. Well, is the this, heav-
0: heaviest peated whiskey out there. Not. It's
3: not. optimal hevi- for Brookladdy No, Lefroid on Isla, is higher. on
0: Isla, hold on, on Isla, that- is, the he- is the heavy, yeah, and they have the most peat. Of any Isla Scotch.
2: Well, drink that after you finish the Mars, because you'll well, it'll, yeah. uh, destroy your palate. But um, yeah. the, I think I've the actually, difference is—I've
0: actually never opened this box and looked at the bottle.
4: <laughs> I'm it's the Jack Martin
0: e- edition that they gave me when I was over in Scotland.
4: I'm actually quite glad you've mentioned Pete, though, because there's a gentleman on this podcast awaits it. I I can't do it. <laughs> But,
0: oh, Mike. Uh, you weenie. And that's it actually like,
4: caused an argument. <laughs> it really caused an argument between me and Mike. I, I, I like smoke and I love the way you express, was it leather and tobacco? That's, yeah, that's, that's the
3: way going. I describe smoke oh, yeah. in whiskey.
2: I, I, I'm not a big fan of that kind of medicinal iodine flavour. I do like smoke, though. Yeah. And what what you're picking up in these whiskeys, there is that charred smoke flavour, or cigarettes and, and, and leather, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, uh, <laughs> whereas uh, I, I kind of like that. I love yeah. that kind of the mixture of the sweet. Smells like and Alex's house. <laughs> but, but I
4: think... This, this was the was, argument, wasn't it, yeah, Mike, yeah, about, yeah. about Pete. And and then, I love smoky whiskies. I love peaty whiskies. Yeah. And myself and Mike literally had this big argument because Mike doesn't like peat and I said I would make him a smoky whiskey without using peat now there's two reasons for that number one
2: they don't, don't have a yeah. lot
4: of we don't have a lot of peat in Australia there is some coming through but the flavor is still not being done great and so I wanted something Australian. so what we actually did unbeknownst to Mike, is I had some barrels near enough incinerated at the cooperage. And once they'd really overcharged them, as soon as they were cool enough, they put the ends in and sent them back to me. And I backfilled them with musket whiskey. And what you what actually happened is it picked up all that acrid wood smoke and acrid char from the barrel. And we created the smoked musket from it. Now, it was weird. For some barrels, picked up lots of flavour, Others picked up none, so we had to do some selection. I'm not sure I'll ever be allowed to do it again because it destroyed the barrels. But um, I won the argument, I think. Uh, it's very polarizing, though. Now, when you taste the smoked musket, don't think I don't I like so about. Think, think smoked meats. Think, I- think yeah. oh, barbecue.
0: I was actually going to say that. This smells like a smoker. Yes, like a like the, there's a brisket and beef ribs, and I'm about to just be a fatty and eat like crazy.
4: <laughs> yeah. So um, I,
3: I can't it, believe we're talking so much about peated whiskey on an Australian whiskey podcast right now because it's not
4: peated. None
3: of It's, it's not. Painted. It's not pated, Right. The smoke is there. The leather tobacco. Like I need to say, it's not peated. But what but I want is to education just in,
0: for people who maybe will try it and don't know.
3: So yeah. shut the fuck up and let me educate. Um, there's the so shirt. yeah, there's, um, even with peat, peat is depending on where it comes from. So, when you're talking about the iodine peat, Mike, you're talking about maritime peat. Hmm. So, yeah. when you have something like Lafroy or uh, uh, Ardbeck, that's where yeah. you're getting the medicinal and it's maritime yeah, peat. I don't, I don't when you that. go to say Brookladdy, who uses high, yeah. Highland peat. You're going to have a completely different style because of the landscape, because of where they are and what has um, the vegetation that's basically settled, right? Even when you go into Highland Park when they use the Orkney peat and I've been there and I've cut the peat and um, been to every single peat bog I possibly could with all the big whiskey companies. (laughs) Um, It all depends on where the peat comes from. So Australia's peat is incredibly dry, um, and almost not great with whiskey. I mean, I've got quite a few Australian peated whiskies on this back bar, yeah. um, but it's completely different. So, what I'm saying is, if you don't like that medicinal peat in whiskey, try another one, try some Highland Park, uh, although that's yeah. quite maritime as well because it's an island. But um, Brookladdies use high or mainland peat um, and some other peated whiskies, uh, Glendronic peat, it's fantastic, yeah. uh, and it uses a mainland peat.
2: Good call. I might have to reassess. Is that right. So when you okay. go to
3: Australia, the Australian peat is completely different as well. Now, on that note, none of this is peated. <laughs> <laughs> this is smoked, which is a completely different process. So right, you can I'm trying two... to you
1: talk really well. Right, let's do
3: it. All right. I'll show
1: okay, it. On, on. Alex, I have one question before we move on. And don't laugh. Is there any peat in this whiskey?
3: <laughs> Zero. Zero. <laughs>
1: No
2: Pete, no Pete. You say, no. I don't think I've. Hello, ever...
3: Darren, we now need to do a peated whiskey for these guys. <laughs> uh,
0: Who's <laughs> All I know, yeah, Pete's Pete. Pete has been in this show a long time, and I don't good. know who the fuck he is. We
2: sent a slide in oh. your DMs. So I think Connor tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I
0: think he's
1: a harpy. Seeing Alex answer a heartbeat.
0: All oh, I know dear. is watching Connor just sit and smirk as Alex talks because he's so in love is just the most amazing thing to watch. You just watch <laughs> him. He's just grinning. Every time Alex talks, he just smiles. Don't you feel bad just ignoring him for six months, Alex? What an <laughs> asshole.
3: I haven't ignored him for six months. I've ignored everyone for six months. Just leave me yeah. alone. Well, <laughs> Let's and, talk whiskey this yeah, now, now, now,
0: now you're Now you're not just Connor. You're everyone. Does that stain Yes.
3: I've come I've come out of retirement for you guys for this for this podcast. So let's drink some whiskey. I agree.
1: I agree. I I want to say I don't think I've ever smelled a whiskey that smells like the one this smells like I this is Right. This is totally 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 like my mouth just had an up. orgasm. Mm. I thought there was in there though. Shut up.
3: Okay. The next no, person. Tastes- the next person that says Pete's got a slug of whiskey bottle, but no more Pete. This zero, zero, like- as of now. Zero. This
0: penis. tastes like a smoke. Like this almost tastes like a Texas smoke meat pit. Yeah. And I like sitting
2: it. around a campfire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting this like is- there. There's there's flavor notes of this, and like the spice aspect of it that tastes like the baking spices, and then the smoke, which makes it almost like a really almost like a sweeter smoked meat. It's not peated. You can taste that. You definitely can see that this is more of a smoke. The palate is amazing because it's sweet and smoky. And it, this is a savory whiskey.
3: It, for me, it's like candied meat.
1: Okay, Alex, like can I build on that? bacon. Can I build on that? Because I was yeah, going to bacon. well, this, to me, I'm going to blow your minds right now. And but this is this isn't as stupid as whatever Paul said about chicken nuggets. That was really dumb. But <laughs> this to me smells like if you were to smoke a root beer float. There's a lot of like a root beer barrel on here, like mm-hmm. a, one of those candy root beers, and then you use that juice to make to put a scoop of vanilla ice cream in there, and then like you make like a smoked cocktail out of it. That's exactly like I. Mm-hmm. I I have told myself like, okay, when I do my podcast, I don't want to be overzealous and say this is the greatest or this is this this or that on any of the shows I've done, on the 200-plus episodes I've done on, on, on my podcast. going to
0: fuck up bourbon with friends now.
1: This is probably like, if not number one, number two or number three, like best noses on a whiskey I've ever had. I agree. And I'm that. not just saying that because oh, wow. Darren and Mike and especially – Alex are on here. This I can't like, I want to, I want to like show people this, be like, smell this, because this is what I love about whiskey.
3: You want the podcast to be scratch and sniff right now.
2: I wish it could be. Sure.
3: (laughs) Um, I love that tasting note, Connor. If only I knew what a root beer was. What the fuck?
0: What the fuck?
3: Sorry (laughs) for the, for the full Aussies here. What's a root beer?
2: Maybe Connor doesn't want you in your D- in his DMs now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> What's rupee? I don't know what a float is. It's we call them spiders.
1: You serious? Oh, like sarsaparilla. Oh, like
3: sarsaparilla.
2: Never had a rupee.
0: <laughs> Google it, Alex. Um, <laughs>
3: So Connor, everyone if everyone on mate, planet
0: Earth knows who what the fuck a root beer is, where do you live,
3: <laughs> Mike? Back me up here.
2: Oh, she lives in Australia, and I'm the.
3: Have you never had? I have you had root beer, some... Mike? I have yeah. had root beer. I don't like it, but
0: I yeah. understand. If someone was just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that smells like Vegemite," and you're an American, <laughs> you're like, "Don't know what, what the, the fuck fact. that is, man." Yeah.
3: Well, we don't have root beer here. We
0: don't have it here. I'll give you in defense. I've been, well, we don't all right, have I'm it. sending you a case of A and W.
3: No, I'm just saying if Connor and I ever meet, the first date he's got to take me out on is going for a, root, going beer for a yeah. root beer float.
0: There you go.
2: Okay.
3: And we'll compare it. I'll bring my little torch and I'll yeah. I'll um, blaze up the ice cream and we'll compare it to this whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> He's broken. I broke him. You don't know what a root beer is.
0: Uh, <laughs> you just pictured what hey. it's like to take Alex home with him after a date, right there, because that <laughs> no, was about stop. to happen. What I was thinking of, Paul. You always bring it
1: back to that. Um, Such a liar. I. I I'm just. Perpl- I, you've never had a root like the soda. It's a soda. Maybe you guys call it pop down there. I don't know.
3: No, we call it like soft drink.
2: Yeah, we don't have root beer here. We don't like. Yeah, well, we don't. It. Wow. That's what wow. I
3: love about these podcasts with the polarity between America and Australia.
2: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Mouthwash. Oh.
2: What dentist were you going to, Darren? Yeah, mine yeah. like was like very
3: floss and bubble gum and peppermint. They like you root
2: beer in the UK. Just,
0: we're not, we're not going to make UK. It explains we're
2: not make a lot UK. about
3: the teeth quality in the UK. Yeah, yeah we're not going
0: to make teeth jokes. All right, I just did something really fun, and I haven't tried it, and I don't know if you all have ever tried it, but I think everybody should do it. Oh, I know. It's exactly. a little experiment. Connor knows exactly what it is i just go. blended all four of them together <laughs> equal parts
2: let's have a go that and one. i think
0: you all should try it because when this happens and we get at least three or four i'm the one that blends all of them together equal parts and tries what it is and this is a very interesting thing if the whiskey is as good as we think it is the blend so you're
3: making is an infinity glass
0: Yes. Yes. But the one thing that I've noticed in doing this through all the podcasts and all the shows and all the testing of this is a good brand. When you brand blend them together, when you drink it, it is very good.
3: No, Connor, what you get it, you from that asshole. probably can we, what you probably get when you do that
4: Holy is fuck, you that's get good. a that's brand,
3: good. you get a brand DNA. Mm-hmm. So each whiskey will have like a DNA through all of its releases um, which is where most of the time you can tell a whiskey's come from a distillery if you know that distillery well enough. So mm-hmm. I think what you actually—I know—it's like putting it all together and seeing how mm-hmm. it tastes. But I think what you're potentially getting is a glass of the brand DNA.
0: That shit is delicious, by the way. Right. I mean, it, Connor, I are you going to not... join us? Are you going to join us in this, or are you just? Yes. I'm still on this. I'm still on this. What
3: smoke. did you say, Darren? yes yeah
0: it's
2: actually this could be our next release darren it's better than all three <laughs> yeah, twice as much
3: no no i know what your next release is and I, i'm like yeah. on board with the next release Thank morrison, you morrison
0: morrison with friends i love it morris yeah. morris,
3: morris. <laughs>
0: yeah sorry morris sorry morris <laughs> with friends
3: yeah oh that is brilliant but you're right, though.
2: I think, like, I think we all touched on it. There's a bit of underlying kind of smoke, subtle smoke. There's the sweetness and the spice of the, the fortified wines, and then, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Darren. There's a bit like a white chocolate, or there's some sort of like a really nice, delicate chocolate in the background
0: playing around too. So mm.
3: it's very
2: drinkable.
0: <laughs> it's smoky. <coughs> it's smoky, sweet, and smooth. So smoky. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: It, and delicious. Like this is. I think you could call this the orgasm bottle. Yes.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> one of the Probably. things I've loved about Morris from, I, I interviewed Darren and Mike, oh gosh, it would be three years ago now, I think Yeah, it would three be, years yeah. Ago, um, so um, ago, so long ago, so long ago when they were first, first out in Australia. Um, and one of the first things that we noticed was the quality that is accessible at, at an accessible price point for Australia. Um a lot of the little distilleries, and when I say little, um, Australia's got micro distilleries compared to uh, the states and the UK. Um, and what we're not what we're seeing is uh, a quite a high price point from Australians. So we're talking two hundred plus a bottle, and some of those are five hundred mil bottles. And on the old podcast that I was on, we used to say that we needed more mid-sized to larger um, Australian distilleries to come out purely to be able to drop the price point um, for more accessible, accessibility for the world to see uh, what Australian whiskey is. And when I heard that Morris was, went international, um, I think that's exactly on the money from where we were saying that we needed mid-sized to larger distilleries to come into play and Morris have really, from an Australian standpoint, have come in and hit that mark, um, hit it at an accessible price point in Australia. Um, it's really good whiskey, a- and then taken it to the world. So you're not just in America. Where else have you gone to, guys?
2: Uh, we're in the UK, uh, Taiwan are drinking a lot of our whiskeys. They they yeah. love they love uh, uh, whiskey over there, as you know. Uh, Canada, we're in New Zealand's. Uh, about to hit france and germany as well so we're kind of slowly creeping uh outside of australia Um, but yeah like i think in the u.s i mean 60 dollars for a whiskey is still quite expensive but it does i mean
0: it's median over here though i mean for a decent whiskey it's not that bad especially if you're if you're talking about a single malt a single malt. you're spending i mean unless you just want to blow your fucking esophagus out i mean you're spending 40 or be about 50 bucks for one anyway so 60 bucks yeah. to me is almost median now for a for a pretty good whiskey
2: yeah no that's and uh, well, i mean obviously the, we feel that the quality stacks up um yeah. but it does sit around you know all those new world whiskeys you're getting whiskies from different parts of the world now there's this new world whiskey category growing and it is around the 50 to 60 to 70 dollar price point um i think it's just you know so people can discover whiskies from different countries and get to really understand what you know, what an Australian whiskey is because um, the newness and the kind of the coolness of, of a different whiskey from somewhere is, you know, something that um, obviously people just want to explore and they're attracted to. So, But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm glad. I mean, Connor, I'm going to have to get you another smoked musket. I, I'm going to write down, thank you for your kind words and feedback. It's pretty mind-blowing after all the whiskeys you must drink. <laughs> To get that, that yeah, sort I'm of. Totally a, I keep like, that's, this
1: is the glass I keep smelling. Cause the, the, I will say the taste, the taste is, is very different from the nose. Not to say the taste. Yeah. I, I love it. This is my favorite of the four by far. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah. yeah. No, this nose is like, so my favorite, my favorite whiskey of all time is a single barrel from a, from a, a, a craft seller out here called Wilderness <sighs> trail. And uh, well, that to me is straight root beer flow. Alex doesn't know what I'm talking about. I'll have to, I guess she is going to take me on my, on our first date. She's going to pay obviously, cause she's a celebrity and we're going to get
3: <laughs> <laughs> that makes no money from what I do. <laughs> and, uh,
1: this no, nose, reminds, this, this nose reminds me like almost exactly like it, but there is a little bit of, of a smoke, like a barbecue smoke to it. I keep smelling it. Cause I'm just like, this is, this is amazing. So yeah, I wasn't kidding when I said that this is like up there for me for like, if I smell a whiskey, I want to, I want to just keep sniffing. It. I am going to keep sniffing it until I go to
3: that. <laughs> and sorry um, to all those in the States that are listening that you can't get this one yet. Cause you know, Darren destroyed too many barrels to make it.
2: So <laughs> Darren. <laughs> No, I, I, I agree with Connor. It's one of my one of my favorite whiskies as well. And we are, just so you know, we are looking at getting a small consignment of, of this whiskey to the US in the next six months. Um, I'll definitely get Connor you, another bottle. I can try and uh, put some in my suitcase next time I'm over there. Uh, or when Alex oh. is heading up uh, for your first date, she can bring
0: over a oh, bottle Oh, wait, when is well, Alex mate. heading over? We need to know
2: this.
3: Uh... <laughs> Book me flights, mate, and I'll go.
0: Hold on. Let's just put it this way. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. Send Alex over with some more whiskey, and she can do the bourbon ball m- tasting, and you guys will get all your whiskeys highlighted. Oh,
2: there we go. This, she simple. can hand out samples at the bourbon ball.
0: Oh, uh, we're not yeah. handing out samples. She's going to have to wear a gown. Yeah. This is, listen, this is at a castle, guys. It's she's, it's very. She's got to be working.
2: Class. She's going to be on oh. the bar.
0: No, she's not buying the bar. She's going to run the tasting. She's going to be in front. She's going to tell the story of the distillery and the brand. And then she gets to like walk through the tasting and all that. Like we've just solved the problem. Perfect. Alex gets to cook. Alex gets to come. Again. You just buy a flight. I'll pay for a hotel. I don't. There you go. We'll
2: give you the whiskey. No worries. I don't it.
3: work for the brand. I'm just championing it
2: because well, I think it's a do.
3: fantastic. Now you way. do.
0: <laughs> you got a room at the hotel. After that, you and Connor can share a queen size bed in my house. We're all set up.
3: Oh, stop! I'm, I, my my beautiful man that I live with will will definitely want to be involved in that.
0: <laughs> what
3: the hell? Come on!
0: Right. Well, if you, if you don't like baby, it, to... it's fine. <laughs>
2: If Alex doesn't make it to the Bourbon Ball, you can get Morrison Reserve Bar as well, <laughs> if, if anyone wants to find it in the US. Far um, out.
3: Right.
2: You can't make it there. but What yeah, states was, are you in? Uh, a good, good question. That's that a really good question. question. So um, I'm going to tell you right now. So we're in Illinois, uh, Northern California, Jersey, uh, Southern California, so California, Colorado, Georgia, Washington, New York, Mass., texas and wisconsin as
0: well oh yeah connor can definitely get it i cannot so you can
2: yeah i mean we're on reserve bar in all those states as well um we are also looking at distribution with total wines as well over the next six months and um look yeah
0: reserve bar is usually the the safest safest if you need someone to help you guys in the states i'm on board because this stuff is amazing Good. this is, oh, this mate, is I'll, I'll
2: take you up on that for sure Get i'm, your, I'm not even more i'm
0: not even kidding when i tell you from a single malt perspective and yeah. i have a decent amount of single malt i would put this up against any scotch single malt that i've had blended oh, or wow. otherwise i think this is phenomenal this at yeah. this says there's smoky elements there's sweet elements there's chocolate notes by the way blend this together and make a bottle because you should and it'd be amazing <laughs> Look, if nothing else, just do one bottle and send it over for the bourbon ball, and we'll just <laughs> we'll auction it off because it'll be amazing. Yeah, this exactly. is a, like this 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 little blend over here shows kind of Alex. It's like it's like the brand identity in a bottle, and you're get it's there's so much to this, and there's so much creativity. I mean, this blows me away, and how good this is, and I'm I don't want to save these to like the fall for when it's cold again but i might have to because this is like single malt is like my jam when it gets cold in like october but these are so delicious you guys are on to something and i think if you get the right branding and the right people in the united states to champion yeah. this i think you guys are going to win a lot of people yeah. over because especially if you're engaging as a brand because right now the big brands don't like just like just be honest with you guys the big brands don't give a shit about normal people covid's over right no one gives us no one cares about any of that shit yeah. the big brands don't care about that as much now so now if you guys are an engaging brand and really like bring those people in and like and appreciate them i think you yeah. guys can make a really big in road really quick
2: well thank you man i appreciate the feedback and the liquid that's obviously all darren's work um obviously um but yeah when the, when the when the liquid um gets the response like that we're pretty we're pretty pleased to hear that um we're, we're ticking a few boxes up. Once again, thank you both for, for yeah, your kind, honest feedback.
0: It's, it's amazing. Where can they find your website and your social media and everything like that?
2: Yeah, no, 100%. So it's just morriswhiskey.com. Whiskey, uh, dot com. Uh, whiskey so, without
3: an
2: e. Oh, yeah, whiskey with no E on our whiskey. So morriswhiskey.com. Um, and then, obviously, there are our social pages as well, Morris Whiskey you know, on Instagram. Um, you can follow follow that, but um, you can't order directly from our website. But one hundred percent, you can um, you can pick up um, you know through through the reserve bar in the US as well.
0: Awesome, Connor's hey. been so quiet this podcast. Hey, oh, if is. hey Darren, if
1: if Mike sends me over a bottle, can you sign it for me?
2: Well, I can get some more over for you. if you want to do something with the the Red bourbon ball, ball. Like, just let us know. Give me your thoughts, and we can.
0: We'll we can do. We're we're up. down to play with <laughs> anything on that one, man. We could talk about that one offline. But I mean, this is delicious stuff. I'm not gonna Kay. lie, this is phenomenal. I'm. I'm never
3: gonna. I'm never gonna send you shit, Paul and
0: Connor. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> you just send us great shit. Yeah,
3: thank good.
0: you. You just said, Hey, you Alex. Why you now you're never gonna send us anything. What the fuck, Alex? It's good shit. What? W- yes. Now you're like you're never yeah. gonna send us anything. What the fuck, Alex?
3: No, I said I'm never gonna send you anything that's shit.
0: Oh well, okay. <laughs> I'll hook then that's
3: you up fair. with anything that's shit.
0: I'm sorry. I apologize. That's after like like if you. Saw, I hang on one. I two,
3: got three, you the three, four, we, like Brent the, connected. Yeah, it's the good shit. I'm on shit. glass.
0: I'm on glass number ten, so I didn't okay. hear. It's fine. We're we're fine. I'm, I'm well. Gonna Anyway,
3: it's been a pleasure being back with you guys,
0: Alex. Really? You can say where you're, no. you're <laughs> fucking, you are fucking. your fucking social media is. Follow Alex on social media. She won't respond no, to no. any of your messages and won't follow you back though. Tell everybody where to, where they can follow you, Alex. If you follow us, we'll we'll respond.
3: Right. Ah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's because you have a brand team. Um, I'm I'm just whiskey culture without an A. <laughs> whiskey culture,
0: Yeah, follow for absolutely no engagement, no DMs, and a big fat fuck off from Alex. Thank you, Mike and Darren, for joining us. I'm sorry that you had to bring Alex into this. I'm sorry, too. We love you so much. (laughs) Close your mouth, honey, before a bird flies into it or something. I'm, I'm, this was amazing. I'm so happy that we got to do this. This was amazing. Alex, we're just giving you shit because we love you and we haven't seen you in forever. And literally, if you would just hang out and talk to us, with us more and do lives, you wouldn't get this much because this is like six month wor- months worth of back shit that you normally would get for like you know over the course of like every live once a week. I'm glad hey, you got I'm, that all out,
3: though. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. I knew this was going to come out on a podcast like it could have come out on a personal chat. Um, I needed Absolutely six months not. off, all right? Just give me a break. Um, well, but it was awesome being back with you guys. And I just want to say it was – I'm going to swear now. Sorry, Mike and Darren. No, um, it. it was fucking awesome to finally bring you guys some Australian whiskey. And
0: it's fucking amazing. You
3: love it to boot. So, love it. Yeah, um, awesome. I'm – i'm on the morris bandwagon i love it and i'm so glad that you guys what we need to do finally got it
0: is do this again but find a way to get you guys some of our barrel pick for the bourbon ball and then see what you guys think about what we did
2: right on. 100%. We'd, we'd love to do it again we can we can sort of send you some other we've got some new releases on the morris as well so we're happy to send
0: a few more. whenever, um, whenever you guys want to come on the show you are always welcome and we don't have to no bring too. alex we can just, no, we no, can no, just no. have a
2: <laughs> we might tell alex
0: we'll find um, out later. <laughs> it's all right alex i'll invite you
3: thank you connor i knew you'd come re- to bat for me eventually you'll
0: her, but she won't respond so <laughs> hey <laughs> thanks everyone for listening remember a bourbon with friends can change the world that's it for this episode of bourbon with friends be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF podcast. Thanks for listening.